Hello and welcome to Downtime Podcast, episode 164. Today, I have back with me, Mr. DJB. Welcome back, DJB. Thank you. What's up, y'all? Glad to be here again. I think the last time you were on, we talked about Japan, or was that with the boys? Were we? Which one was it? I forget. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think it might have been Japan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, so go listen to that one if you guys haven't yet. Uh, we talked about our experiences in Japan, brought up some funny stories. Um, but happy you're back here today. There really is no set theme. Um, it's just going to be a regular podcast. Again, uh, as a quick reminder, so that no one is confused, Alisa is out um, until June. So I will be holding down the fort, um, doing podcasts with guests. The way I like to think about this is one of my favorite Japanese hip-hop slash pop slash electronic duos, M-Flow. They originally had three members in the early 2000s or late 1990s. Their third member went off to do solo activities. So the two of them just started collaborating with everybody and anybody they could. And that's kind of what <laughs> that's kind of what this is. I'm not saying Elisa left because the metaphor is not one to one. Elisa didn't leave. She's just at work. <laughs> She's doing some work stuff. Um, so I'm here with a bunch of different guests lined up for the rest of the month until at least Elisa comes back. So DJB is one of those special guests, as my brother was in the previous week. Um, but yeah, man, what's been going on? What's been going on in your life? Well, you know, I just want to say that that's actually pretty cool because it uh, it intrigues me and makes me want to know who's a special guest each week, you know? Ah, <laughs> hey, there you go. Incentive to listen. There you go. Yeah, exactly. But um, uh, yeah, so what has, what has been going on so far this week for me? Uh, uh, I'm in the middle of it because I have finals, but that's boring. I don't want to talk about that. Nah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's you know the weather's getting nicer, and so uh, the wifey and I we've um, been trying to get out a little bit more, um, you know, go for a stroll here and there, you know, just take in some fresh air. We're both vaccinated now, so that's that's what's been going on for me. Hey, congrats! Enjoying the non, enjoying slightly transitioning back into the real world society. Yeah, no, everything's going back to normal. And congrats again, man. Like, that's awesome. That's really cool that you guys are, are both vaccinated. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, everyone's slowly getting the vaccine in the United States. I know that the situation kind of varies depending on the country. Uh, but I just hope that if you have the vaccine available to get, I hope that you that you receive it as soon as you can. Um, I like the weather, too. I'm a big fan of the summer weather, especially in the Bay Area. Uh, because um, it's just so nice to walk outside because, you know, where I live in San Francisco, it's always cloudy, it's always foggy, and uh, I, I'm i not a huge fan of that. I do like that the weather is kind of consistent, but I like having nice days. Um, and summer is definitely my favorite season. Um, also based on the fact that it gets darker later which I really, really True. like. So like yeah. eight o'clock, it's eight o'clock right now is the timing of the recording of this podcast and the sun's still going down, which is really, really cool. <laughs> yeah. You get more of the day so you can do more things. At least it feels that way anyway. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
it's very it feels very productive or at least i feel a little bit more productive right right exactly um and um i also got my first shot yesterday as well uh my arm was killing me a little bit um, about a couple hours after I got it, and as well as being super fatigued, which are my only symptoms. I got the Pfizer vaccine, and um, I'm scheduled for my next one, which is in a couple weeks. But other than that, I didn't really have any major side effects, to be honest. Yeah, man, that's good. That's good. Uh, I got Pfizer as well, um, and... Uh... Uh, I was the same. On the first shot, it was mainly just, yeah, my my arm was really sore. That was it. The second shot, I felt a little bit. Uh, there were some th- things that I felt later that day, like some dry mouth, and uh, I felt really warm, like my temperature was going up, but that, that didn't last for long. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Everyone seems to have a mixed reaction to the second shot. Like, some people don't react at uh-huh. all. Some people react severely. Some people are in the middle. I'm like, hmm, which one am I going to be? Yeah, <laughs> I had I had some anxiety. Not gonna lie, taking taking the second shot, you know. And they say that like people all over the U.S. are are not going in for their second dose, um, which I think is unfortunately sad and ridiculous. Like that's t- I, I hope they're not. I hope that doesn't like waste vaccines. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's kind of bad like that's really bad not kind of bad that's super bad yeah some people just i don't know maybe forgetting i think i know somebody who just forgot to go (laughs) his second time what how could you forget like it's so important that you get vaccinated like (laughs) i agree i agree let's let's end this once and for all y'all let's 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 kick this pandemic to the curb already Let's get our second shots. <laughs> Seriously, like I'm tired of this. Like I want to see DJB in person, and I can't do that yes. if y'all don't get your shots. Like, yes, we need to do a Dynasty Warriors co-stream. Yes, yeah. it has to happen, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> People are dying to see it. <laughs> uh, for the for the uninitiated, uh, some context. Um, I started streaming recently. Um, I'll, I guess I'll put a, a link for that in the description below of wherever this is hosted. Um, and DJB, he is also a streamer. Um, I met him in real life before he became a streamer, actually. Uh, uh, and so he's the kind of he's the person that kind of pushed me to to go in that direction. Um, I wouldn't say push. I think push is a strong word, but you encouraged. Uh, there we go. That's a better <laughs> word. You encouraged me. You're like, why don't you just try it out? So I did. And yeah, I mean, it's fun. So there's there's a few regulars from the podcast audience that come in and say hi. So I think that's really cool that you guys uh, say what's up. Um, but yeah, so we're aside from that, like just getting food and drinks with you, man. Like that's what I want to do. Yeah, too. definitely. I mean, there's uh, there's already some places in Japan town that I've been like uh, like uh, watching videos of like restaurants and stuff that I just you know been. Uh, wanting to check out so uh, but I know that like you probably have some places in mind as well so I'm looking forward to like just chatting more about that and like and finally making it happen you know yeah <laughs> hanging out IRL we should we should do like a Japantown trip and just like do a food tour and just like eat at a bunch of places you know that'd be fun that sounds really good yeah <laughs> do maybe an a, maybe an IRL stream dude i'm down like i don't mind like it's gonna be a little sad because a lot of the stores in japantown have closed which is so unfortunate but like hopefully 
once things start getting back to normal, either the, the previous shops will be able to get their old space back, which I highly doubt, or like some new places will take up the spots and will be, you know, holding down the Ford and holding up the torchlight to uh, that place. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've been seeing the news about a lot of people struggling, and I hope that, uh, uh, I hope that it gets better, especially for restaurants, because like not just in the Bay Area, but all over the world, a lot of restaurants are struggling with, you know, with the pandemic still, because it's, we're still in a pandemic. People don't realize that we're still amongst this. Yeah. So please get your shots. <laughs> yes. Yes. And uh, also um, support Asian businesses. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. Yeah, go to the uh, Asian restaurants, order takeout pop type places. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Order takeout or dine in wherever it's available, and just be nice to people. You know, be nice to everybody. Um, but yeah. So, what you been playing recently? I know Valorant has been on your list. Still. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Valorant is my is my consistent go to. You know what I'm saying? Um. But as far as uh, games that I've been playing recently, I I uh, I took up games that uh, others have been long suggesting to me, and I finally, you know, pulled the trigger on them recently. Uh, so um, one is Breath of the Wild, and I <laughs> I know I'm really late to the party on that one, but you know, better late than never. And I am appreciating it so far. I'm still very early on uh, for those that catch my stream of it. I'm very, very noob, which is kind of embarrassing because it's not really it's not really that difficult of a game. Like I have friends that stream Dark Souls and I'm, and I'm like failing in Breath of the Wild. But no, no, I, I just it's just been a while since I played a game like that. Um, so I'm just, I'm just learning the ropes uh, a little bit, uh, refreshing on them as I go. And, uh, and that's been fun. Um, and another one that I've been playing, of course, is Yakuza 0. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jerry, I know that you um, have recommended that I go with that one. Uh, and, you know, get into the Yakuza series. And, and yeah, like, I, I, I appreciate that it reminds me of Japan in some ways. And, and it's an era that I, um, I definitely... I'm interested in and fascinated by, you know, the eighties, especially like, uh, eighties, Asia countries, Japan, mm -hmm. you know, eighties city pop from Japan. Yes. <laughs> back then so, so great to listen to, you know, it's yes. actually right up my alley. Cause it, it actually, there's a lot of like R and B flavor in it and like soul and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, that retro '80s R&B is what I mean, but uh, but yeah, those that's what I've been playing lately. How about you, Jeremy? Um, for me, it's been Apex Legends and Call of Duty Warzone. Um, I mentioned this in the last podcast with my brother, but to catch you up to speed, DJB, uh, a couple weeks ago, a couple friends of mine reached out and they're like, "Hey, why don't you try Apex?" And I was like, "No, I'm not really good at battle royales anymore. That life is behind me. <laughs> I played PUBG Mobile with my cousins and my brother." In like 2018, like, I don't need another Battle Royale. It was so stressful then. I don't want to be stressed out now. And they're like, well, we all suck. And I'm like, oh, I guess I'll try it out. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the notion that, you know, we're not very good. If you're not good, we're also not going to be good. And we're all going to be bad together. And I was like, okay, perfect. So started playing Apex and Warzone. Um, 
Turns out I, I like Apex a little bit more than Warzone just because of uh, the world since it is based on the Titanfall universe and I really like the Titanfall universe. Not to say that Warzone isn't really based on the COD universe because it's more based on reality, if anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and reality can sometimes be mundane. Um, not to say that Call of Duty Warzone is mundane. I do like that you can have squads of four instead of squads of three, which I think is a common thing in a lot more newer battle royales where they have squads of up to like, you know, uh, uh, three people. I think Apex kind of started like, or popularized, I should say, the three person battle royale. Uh, but Apex is a lot of fun. Um, turns out that one of my friends who's based in Japan, um, is a huge Apex addict. He literally plays every day. Like whenever I am playing on a random day, he'll also be on. Um, and he's been carrying us. I got to say it's a lot of fun. Uh, he's, he's great. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's really good. He's an Apex legend. Like he just knows everything about the game oh, and damn. yeah, yeah. He's a veteran. And so I always look to him for, for guidance and for, uh, for support, so he's been kind of you know making the 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 game a lot less painful, which is nice. Um, Dead by Daylight is my is also like my my constant. It's the game that I'll always go back to, much like Valorant for you. Uh, and it's it's fun still. There's an update that came out today, May fourth, uh, as of the recording of this podcast, that kind of changed changed some mechanics around here and there. Um, not gonna lie though, like I, I've kind of been a little bit rejuvenated in playing Dead by Daylight because uh, I met this streamer. His name is um, Jiro. He's from Japan. He's from Fukuoka, and he's a Dead by Daylight streamer. And I actually, I accidentally stumbled upon his stream because I was typing in the search bar on Twitch, um, Jiro, because uh, we both have a mutual friend um, named Jiro. And whenever I would type in Jiro, it would automatically fill in like hiragana. And I'm like, okay, who's this Japanese streamer? And I never really clicked on his <laughs> name because I was like, I don't really, uh, I don't, I don't really know what this person's going to be playing. And I don't really care. Cause I'm looking for my friend. But one day curiosity just caught my attention and I clicked on his name. Lo and behold, he was playing dead by daylight. I was like, no way. So I started following him. I started chatting with him. I'm like, kind of in his community now. I play Dead by Daylight with him and he speaks both English and Japanese and he's pretty good at English, I got to say. So, um playing on the on nice. the Japanese/Asian ser Asian servers has been a delight because the game feels much easier. <laughs> oh. Oh, is that some hate on the uh, the Asian Asian gaming community uh, of Dead by Daylight? <laughs> no, no. So the thing is, though, like the Asian community in Dead by Daylight, they come to the US servers via VPN because we're really bad at the game and they're really, really good at the game. But for some reason, whenever I play with uh, with Jiro, I always have like a good time. And most of the time we escape from the trial and like it's easy to like <laughs> run the killer. And I'm just like, dude, we need to play in these Asian servers more often. Um I don't know why it's easier, but it's just, it's so much fun. And um, I'm having a good time playing Dead by Daylight again because before I just felt really burnt out. But now I think is a time when I'm feeling a little bit better about it. Yeah. Well, you know, the, um, the Asian, like the Asian community of gamers are, are always known to be the, the best, the best at multiplayer games. So I think it's okay if, if America can take being or the west can be better at taking uh dead by daylight i suppose they can have starcraft and uh um uh <laughs> valorant and, uh, <laughs> uh, and what counter strike overwatch. yeah overwatch yeah <laughs> dota <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 
They're um, the best at all those. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's just teamwork coordination. It seems like um, it seems like the Asian gaming community is much like akin to Japanese baseball because the Japanese love baseball so much because there's teamwork involved. There's camaraderie. Um, you know, you know what side you're rooting for. Um, there's just that whole aspect of you know being a part of a sports team, and I think that's where uh, a lot of these Asian gamers flourish is like in a team and having a common goal together and you know not to sound too cheesy but like being united against one thing definitely helps win and it brings about you know victories left and right so more power to them you know yeah yeah that's that's definitely useful now especially as like more of these um esports are becoming more and more like team type stuff um well i mean there's just a lot of a lot of uh, games right now that are big, like Valorant, getting into esports, Overwatch. You know, they're all their all these new leagues are coming out, and they're, they're doing so well. So, damn, I guess I I guess that makes me want to play on the Asian servers too. <laughs> I mean, you might have a good time, you might have a bad time, depending on what game you play. But I, I sure, feel like sure, sure. maybe Valorant might be a little bit worse for you, <laughs> or maybe it'll be easier. Who knows? True. No. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I was I was watching this other Japanese streamer that uh, pops into Jiro's chat every now and then, and she plays Valorant. And I was just actually watching her play Valorant this morning, and uh, I think you can win against uh, her team. <laughs> 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 Let me just put it that way. Um, maybe try out the Asian servers one time. You know. <laughs> yeah, uh, that I'll I'll uh, I'll put it on my list to do. <laughs> <laughs> your ping might be a little weird in like the maybe high 100s depending on the game because for me i think japan specifically is well supported by the dead by daylight developers since they had a very big dead by daylight tournament a couple months ago in japan it was an all japan dead by daylight tournament a lot of people competed in teams um there's like a prize and everything so i think that the developers are like you know investing in their japanese audience which is why my ping when i was playing dead by daylight was around 125 130 which is not bad all things considered yeah actually is pretty decent yeah for internet that's you know just okay in the bay area like it's it's pretty good like even my buddy who has really he's he's known for having bad internet he had the same exact ping as i thought he would have worse ping but it worked out fine for him so i guess it's the japan servers that are doing all the work Um, but aside from Dead by Daylight, um, I'm also playing a Yakuza game, Yakuza Dead Souls, which is a PS3 exclusive title that came out in 2011. Unfortunately, it was supposed to come out during the, during March in 2011, but, uh, the tsunami hit Japan and, uh, they had to push the release date, which kind of affected sales. But what affected sales the most in the United States was the poor gameplay, the weird story, um, and <laughs> trying to be a Yakuza game with zombies is difficult because the controls just don't work. I'm having a frustrating time playing the game. The story is getting weird, and I'm not really liking it so far. <laughs> um, I thought I would like it more, I gotta say. But, you know, owning a piece of history and kind of completing the U.S. Um, Yakuza collection is is a, a goal that I had and I totally forgot that this game had come out. So I, I snatched a copy in November of last year and finally got around to playing it. Gotta say it's frustrating 
it is uh it is refreshing because it reminds me of the older yakuza titles the mainline ones because this is a spin-off that has no direct ties uh, canon wise to future games because it takes place between yakuza's four and five and um you know just overall it just it feels like a yakuza game but at the same time it doesn't uh I hope you never play this game, DJB. <laughs> <laughs> Don't subject yourself to this, please. <laughs> Dude, that's that's disappointing. But you know what? Actually, um, I think that that shows an incredible amount of commitment to you as a Yakuza fan. That you're like, you're like, rarely will I hear a gamer just talk about a game that they're currently going through. And say like, oh god, this game is terrible. I don't like it. I'm not enjoying it. But they're still committed to playing it. <laughs> yeah. So that's really fascinating to hear. Thank you. No, yeah. I, I just I wanna say that I completed uh the entire US Yakuza lineup. You know, just because I'm a fan, I'm such a huge fan of Zero and, and the rest of the games, of course, but Zero always has a special place in my heart. Um and you know, just having the goal of completing all of them, I think is uh is is an easy goal but it's not easy when you're actually playing all of them because it, it takes a lot of time this one especially feels a lot longer simply because i have to go and do the same things over and over again and it's really boring um but thank you i mean i i think i think i have a uh, strong resolve when it comes to trying to complete uh, something in in a series that i love so i'm hoping that to finish the the game within the next few weeks so I can wipe my hands of it and just never touch it ever again because I'm done. I'm just so done. I'm over it. I'm over it. <laughs> you know, you're kind of inspiring me right now. Like as a as a very dedicated Final Fantasy fan, I know that there are some games in the Final Fantasy series, at least the numbered Final Fantasy games that I have yet to play. And now it's making me think, oh, shoot, should I like... Should I make it a goal for me to complete every fi- numbered Final Fantasy game? <laughs> you should. Why not? Like you're not you know you're not too late to do it. I mean, true. I, you're not late but, to the Breath of the Wild game. You're not going to be late to the Final Fantasy game. It's all good, man. Sure, but I mean, I mean to play like Final Fantasy one, like I haven't. I like there's some that I've played that I never beat, and Final Fantasy one is one of them. Um, and I mean, it's we're talking about regular nin- classic nintendo graphics <laughs> yeah classic nintendo rpg mechanics um <laughs> so uh but yeah uh it it maybe 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 i finally should get around to it because i i mean I, I guess there's only about five for me on that list that i have yet to complete actually maybe like four like one mm-hmm. three Four, I got very close to the end, but I guess I just kind of lost direction. And then, oh, 12 and 15. Oh, and 13. Damn. Okay. Oh, wow. There's quite a few. <laughs> so there's about five or six, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, man. It sounds like that's a that's an easy goal to achieve. Sure, sure I suppose so. Wait, how many games are in the American Yakuza series? Um, so there's technically... Uh, eight because zero is one, and then the rest of them are you know it's one through seven. So there's eight mainline games, um, and oh, okay, okay. including Dead Souls is nine. Ah, okay, okay. Which don't include. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, 
I, I encourage you to, to play all of them, you know, if you want to stream it, go ahead. If you're on your own time, you want to do it, like, I think that's, that's a good goal to have. I mean, there's a lot of people that have done it, but, like, you haven't done it yet, right? So that's, like, a personal goal you should totally work towards. Sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll consider it. I definitely will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, off stream, I am playing Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. And this is a game I actually encourage you to play once you finish Breath of the Wild. It is a prequel to Breath of the Wild. And it has Dynasty Warriors mechanics since it is made by Omega Force slash Koei Tecmo. Yeah. Dynasty Warriors. <laughs> we both love it. <laughs> we do. We do. And you will really enjoy this game. I think Age of Calamity scratches your itch for like a, a Musou game as well as being set in the, uh, in the, in the Zelda universe, a, a world that you're all too familiar with once you finish the game. Um, you'll right. be like, oh, wow, this is that. That's there. We're doing this. Those are those enemies, like these weapons, because it feels like Breath of the Wild. Like they have all the sound effects. Um, they have all the, uh, I guess, mostly the original voice cast. Uh, and um, it, the, the style is exactly like Breath of the Wild, which I found very surprising because they captured it so perfectly. And I, I got to wow. say, Omega Force slash uh, Koei Tecmo is doing a really, really good job at um uh you know making making their games look like a mainline series games because they did uh persona 5 strikers and they did uh uh a couple of other games i forget it's it's escaping me but they they're really good at like getting the assets and stylize stylizing the game to look exactly like the other ones so yeah yeah i mean we we both recently watched the trailer for the upcoming samurai warriors 5 and it's looking really good with the you know art style that they're going for but um yeah uh yeah i i I definitely am uh curious about hyrule warriors and uh and that's another suggestion of yours that i'm taking to heart because because yeah i'm i'm um i I look forward to getting back to breath of the wild and once the semester is over i'm going to be diving much more into breath of the wild so i'm looking forward to that yeah, man. Yeah, I'm excited for you to continue that journey. Um, because Hyrule, Hyrule Warriors is just so hype. Like, it's in my opinion, it's really, really good. Like, it's a good Musou game and a good Zelda game. Um, two two things I really like. So, I'm I'm hoping that the hype I'm giving you now will live up to that because I hyped you up for Yakuza Zero, and I hope my expectations didn't support like disappoint you. <laughs> well i mean your expectations were really really high you know <laughs> like that's you, true you were you were hyping it up a lot but uh but but no i mean a lot of other people tell talk to me about just how much they like um that the yakuza series and that game in particular and i i um i was streaming it what was it like last friday i think it was but most of the time, most of it was most of my stream was spent um trying to uh uh, learn trying to be better at dancing. <laughs> I saw. I was watching that <laughs> club. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, it's Friday. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's 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 a lot of fun so far. Nice. Yeah, I'm I'm happy that you're liking it. Um, but off stream, are you playing any games that you're not streaming? Oh, okay. Um, off stream. Let's see. I am uh, well, you know, I I played a little bit of Outriders, 
which um, came out, uh, what was it, a few a few weeks ago. And I haven't really played much much of it in a while because I think that, like, it's it's very much like for those that have played the uh, the division, um, uh, Destiny, uh, you know, looter shooter multiplayer type games, uh, PVE. It it's just very. Uh, to me, it feels very repetitive and grindy. And some people like that. Some people like the grind. Um, but for me, it's, it's really hard to, to keep my attention for something like that for so long. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's why I, I kind of haven't been feeling it. I, I haven't really, um, haven't really been playing that. Uh, other than that, I, I, I do like to play a casual game of Dota Underlords here Ooh. and there. <laughs> I didn't know you were into Dota. Not I am not in the Dota because I I've, I like I always tell people I missed out on the MOBA um uh like era, but I didn't really play League of Legends, Dota, Heroes of the Storm, none of those games. But Dota Underlords is basically for those not familiar, is basically what Team Fight Tactics is to League. It's it's auto chess. Ah, yeah, and uh. And and yeah, it's um, it's uh, just very casual, <laughs> fun to play. It doesn't require like heavy uh, reflexes like Valorant does. So sometimes if I just want to chill, listen to music, I'll just you know put some music on, some city pop te- uh, jams, and um, nice. <laughs> play some Dota Underlords. Dude, that sounds like a chill time, and you don't get frustrated, right? No, no, not really. <laughs> Nice. Nice. Um anything else? Any other games you're playing outside of the stream? Uh huh. Well, <laughs> speaking of like trying to find games that I can just chill to because I feel like um everything else just can be a little a little stressful. <laughs> I uh I recently purchased Planet Zoo Ooh. for for uh on Steam. And, um, <laughs> it's, it's cool. It's nice to look at. I like animals and, uh, and it's basically a simulator where you build a zoo and you take care and you take care of the animals <laughs> and you assign like trainers and, um, you assign like different resources that the animals need and then you can uh, make the terrain and the habitats. That's the fun part is like building habitats for, for the animals um uh it's just it's a lot of learning to do because these games there's so many options and so many tools that you use it's almost like learning freaking photoshop you know something like that where <laughs> where or like learning uh adobe premiere you 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 have like basically a software to maintain a virtual world <laughs> So yeah, but mm-hmm. it, it is a it is a great to it is great to watch, and once you finally just get to, um, tending to the animals and uh, and just chilling, you can pause and just appreciate the weather and the the environment, and you can make like really nice decor, as themed type zoos, um, and then just, uh, yeah, watch the watch the zebras and the giraffes. <laughs> frolic or whatever <laughs> that's cool 
It's just pretty chill, yeah. Chill games. We need more of those. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, that So that game was created by Frontier Developments. They're a British developer who... They they basically created some uh, spiritual successors to Roller Coaster Tycoon called Planet Coaster and Zoo Tycoon, Planet Zoo, which you just mentioned. Um, I was watching a documentary from Noclip. They're a local Bay Area YouTube channel that makes video game documentaries. Um, they just fly over all around the world and interview people um, about oh. their games. Um, of course, they couldn't do that last year because of the pandemic, but they... Uh, they they're still making documentaries and they did a documentary on zoo tycoon or sorry, roller coaster tycoon. Um, and they mentioned frontier developments and, um, the spiritual successors to the tycoon series of games. Uh, and I was a huge fan. am a huge fan of Jurassic world evolution, which is basically zoo tycoon slash planet zoo, but with dinosaurs, which is made by frontier developments. So, wow. uh, I could I totally get the vibe you're going for DJB with like <laughs> you know just taking care of animals and watching them because that's what I did uh, with the dinosaurs. You know, Jeremy, I gotta say, you probably have the most diverse taste in like games of anybody that I know. Really? <laughs> you mean, really? <laughs> I do. I just it just feels like every time I talk about a game uh, or something, like you have some, you either played it or you uh, you have some sort of context or understanding of that type of game and that type of genre and stuff like that. That that's that's kind of rare. Most of the people that I know, like they have their. They have their go-to genres, and that's pretty much it. Once in a while, they'll <laughs> branch out here and there. But <laughs> yeah. oh, well, thank you. That's a that's high praise, and that's a very nice compliment. Um, I think it comes from just my curiosity about things. Like um, with food, I'm always open to eating like new cuisines and and experiencing the the food from different cultures that I've never you know heard of before or never thought to try. Um, I think it comes from that. As long as I'm not allergic, allergic to it, I'll try it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, growing up, I was exposed to a lot of different games and shooters were some of my first, but you know, I had consoles growing up. Um, and, uh, I think I just kind of latched on to a variety of different genres. Um, I think my parents, you know, my parents were kind of, uh, they weren't very supportive. I would say of us playing video games. They kind of just accepted <laughs> that we were like, Oh, you're only allowed an hour every night to play video games. We're like, okay. And as we got older, we're like, ah, we don't have parents here. We could just play whatever we want for as long as we want. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, I think something like something I, uh, that I think is relevant to you because I, I don't know if I mentioned this to you before, but you know, in that plethora of like random bits of knowledge I have and random video games I've experienced, like I played a hundred percent through a Star Trek video game without ever watching the TV shows. Um, I mean, I've seen bits and pieces of the old 1960s show because my parents kind of exposed that show to us. Um, but I played Star Trek 
Deep Space Nine, The Fallen, all the way through with my brother. Like, we took turns playing on every level. And wow. Yeah, we beat the entire game and we we're like, wow, this is really cool. But we never thought to watch the show. We, we loved the game so much. <laughs> we still love the game. I might do a stream in the future of me playing that game because it's just so random. Like, I, I'm not a huge Star Trek fan at all. Like, I love the. The, the quote-unquote Kelvin timeline, you know, with all the new movies and the younger cast. Like, I I think those are really cool, but I think because I like them is... I think I like them because they're so closer to Star Wars and the fact that there's a little bit more action, a little bit easier to understand drama. But, you know, as an adult, as I'm getting older, I kind of want to watch the older shows. I want to experience those uh, shows like, you know, The Next Generation. I want to watch Deep Space Nine because I want to experience... Um, some of the themes that maybe I didn't understand as a kid. Um, You know, you, as a young person, you were exposed to those those shows and you kind of accepted those things um, growing up and that influenced you a lot. So it's... You know, I, I want to know what that was like when I watch it, you know? Like, I want to I see what you saw through your lens. Um, aside from just playing a video game, a random video game in the Star Trek universe, you know? <laughs> I highly recommend... Uh, yeah, I mean, since... Since that is your that is a game that you like, Deep Space Nine, I highly recommend trying trying out Deep Space Nine. And uh, if you af- if 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 the first season is too rough, uh, too rough, just um, skip to like season three. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah, anybody who knows um, Deep Space Nine knows that the first couple seasons are kind of booty. But <laughs> oh, but but um, yeah, once Cisco finally gets uh gets a beard. Then, uh, then, <laughs> then Deep Space Nine is, uh, grade A, grade A Star Trek. Okay, but but uh, wait, a minute. this this game, this Deep Space Nine game, was sure. that was that a PC game? I don't know if it came out on any other console, but I played it on PC. Okay, okay, yeah, I might have seen because I, like, um, I recently streamed actually last night. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. I, I loved it. I loved it. All the, all the terrible graphics and everything. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I recently streamed uh, Star Trek Voyager Elite Force. And I <laughs> I labeled it a surprise, a surprise game stream because in honor of May the 4th, which is today. <laughs> and so I started it at midnight and, and revealed that I was going to play Star Trek Voyager Elite Force. <laughs> and... And see, this is uh, and this game was built off of the Quake engine um, mm. by Raven Software, uh, and it was it was my first like it was, a, it was my first PC game and first uh, first person shooter, I think ever that I played. Uh huh. So so now like I look back and like my experiences with Valorant, I realized that. Um, that was probably like the with that game. It also had like a, a hollow match. It was what it was called, which is basically like the deathmatch multiplayer mode. Um, and and I realized that that was probably the first time also that I experienced toxicity in a multiplayer context online <laughs> through that game. So a lot of my firsts that I experienced regularly playing games like Valorant and um, and Overwatch <laughs> mm-hmm. was. Was uh I, I like I always think back to my first experience playing Star Trek Voyager Elite Force. So, but when I when I was looking for that game, I found it on Abandonware, like you oh. know, just 
And I think I saw that game too that you mentioned, uh, Deep Space Nine, The Fallen. What was it? Yeah, so, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, gosh, maybe I need to uh, download that and uh, and give that one a try too, since you said you liked it so much. Yeah, I mean, as a as a non Star Trek fan, you like that, so that I think that means something. <laughs> I know that's so it's so weird, right? Like, so my dad had this game, and we were we were like what, like ten, eleven, twelve, around that age, and we were vacationing in Hawaii, and um, we were staying at a relative's house, and they had a computer there, and he's like, "Yeah, I just use it." So we just started, you know, playing demos and then we found that disc and my dad's like, oh yeah, go ahead and play it. I think you, I don't think you guys would like it because it's not really like Star Wars. Turns out the game has a lot of action. So it was kind of <laughs> like Star Wars and you play as Major Kira Nerys? Nerys? Nerys. And you have yes. to go to Cardassia and you have to save the Cardassians and you have to save this Cardassian scientist. And I remember particularly you get your phaser out, you start killing Cardassians and the guys, these are heretics. Um, just like random uh, uh, terrorists who go after you, and they're like four Cardassia, and then if you, if you, if you start shooting them and like zapping them at just the right time, they'll go like four Cardassia, ah, 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 and they just start dying. <laughs> so, <laughs> my brother and I got a kick out of that. Um, you know, we were like, "What? This game actually isn't that bad," knowing nothing about Star Trek, and you know, playing it over and over again was a lot of fun during that summer. Because we would just spend a whole day playing the entire game. And my parents didn't know what it was about because we were having so much fun. Um, <laughs> and they're just like, oh, it's Star Trek. I guess it's okay. It's all science fiction. So we're like, yep, it's all good. Um, but yeah, I mean, Lieutenant Commander Worf is in there. There's like, a, there's, I think there's another um, Cisco is in there from nice. what I remember. And you go to the station and you meet Quark and he's like at a bar. And he's like, what's up? And I'm like, I don't know. What's up with your head, man? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, was 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 Odo in there? I don't Constable. remember. Oh yes, yes, he, Constable Odo was there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Odo's my favorite character from Deep Space Nine. <laughs> okay, you don't get to play as Odo, but you do meet yeah. Odo. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's third person. It's a third person shooter. Um, and I don't know how high this ranks on people's Star Trek uh game list. But I certainly liked it a lot. Um, I know that people talk about Elite... What is it called? Elite Force? What did you just yeah. say? Elite, Elite Force, yes. Elite Force. A lot of people regard that one as being really, really good. It it was, yeah. Or, or I guess, yeah, it is. Because I was playing it last night, and it, it still holds up in a lot of ways. The movement, the controls are still the same. Um, uh, you know, WASD and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, as a first-person shooter, it 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 feels good. It's just it's got like, it's got like that late '90s, early 2000s PC graphic type look, like uh, Tomb Raider graphics, you know. <laughs> oh, just like the Fallen, dude. The Fallen came out in yeah, like yeah. 2000. 2000 is the year. Oh man, yeah, yeah, and and um, it's and I I like it so much because as a huge fan, of specifically Voyager. Um, uh, you know, it has all the actual actors, the voice actor, or playing the, as the voice actors, and uh, the storyline feels very much like a Star Trek Voyager episode. The format of it and everything—it even has its own intro of the ship <laughs> moving through space and stuff like that. So, wow, it's a lot of—it's a lot of fun. That's cool. Yeah, um, I there—it's it, it's rare that there are 
really good Star Trek games like that. Um, <laughs> it's true. Star Trek is not known for its video games. <laughs> exactly. Um, but did you play Star Trek online or did you try it? I did. I did. I um, I was all about that MMO life when that dropped and I was one of the Dumbos that, you know, paid um, full price for the game and paid a, sub- a monthly subscription. <laughs> oh. Uh, and until like you know a year two year two years later they announced that it's free to play and we're not charging a monthly subscription anymore you know what's crazy is there there were people that i met when i first started playing star trek online that bought a lifetime subscription which was such a ripoff holy how much was that probably about like 500 600 bucks something like that i don't know you know how (laughs) you know how this is like back then every mmo everybody was making an mmo to get on the um on the hype because they realized they could charge gamers a monthly subscription for like 10, $14 even um, Mm -hmm. a month. So, so yeah. Uh, So yeah, there was there, they were offering lifetime subscriptions where you'll never have to pay another subscription again. And you have this game for the rest of your life. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. And uh, surprise, they went free to play and, um, free to buy as well <laughs> so. yeah i remember when that happened they were like giving out from some free stuff like you can get like a ship or something and like a costume with some cosmetics or what have you and i remember seeing a lot of people give the game a negative review on steam and i was like why is that i read the reviews and i was like oh i want to try this game started playing it got bored real fast and then just dipped <laughs> yeah but actually, I want to. I, I hope I I might have been exaggerating as to how expensive that um, <laughs> lifetime subscription was. But I do remember it being like ins- an insanely high number, in my opinion, to think of like paying for a game. But um, uh, yeah. It, it, as far as the game itself, it was okay. It was kind of lame because there was mu- there was ship multiplayer and then there was ground multiplayer. Mm-hmm. And um, the ship multiplayer usually it, it was. It was at first just hum- uh, Federation versus uh, the Klingons. Um, so yeah, you like you could choose kind of the way you could be like Alliance or Horde in World of Warcraft. Uh, in Star Trek Online, you could be a Federation or you could be um, uh, part of the Klingon Empire. And and so the Klingons would always fight the Federation. But the thing is, in true Star Trek form, Federation can't cloak their ships. Klingons can use cloaks. so so basically the fight wouldn't start in a multiplayer match until the klingons decided to decloak so so there would be times it is pretty stupid it's pretty stupid (laughs) (laughs) so every times where like um like uh because i was playing on federation we would just be flying around in the middle of the map and uh a lot of times people would just type in chat like yo we ain't got all day (laughs) (laughs) y'all That's so, pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Immersion broken. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was it was just an okay game. It was it felt very thrown together, kind of rushed um, environments. The scales didn't really make sense. Where you you were you would go to like a a recreation of Deep Space Nine, for example, but the Ooh. ceilings the ceilings would be so freaking high. Um, <laughs> You know, there's there's nothing you can not nothing to actually do there. It's just the environment was created, but there. But if you don't have any quests there, there's nothing like, 
you can't exactly like go to a um uh a hollow deck and and visit like uh Vic Fontaine's casino or something like that. Oh. But anyway, yeah. I see. I see. Well, I mean, I I haven't touched the game in a really long time too, so maybe maybe uh the devs got wise and maybe had some fans come and and revamp it because it seems like that game needs some much needed love and it feels like Star Trek fans keep getting shafted when it comes to video games. Well, I mean, I I'm sure that there's well, there's definitely been a lot of DLC and and content that's been created um uh since I I quit playing. So, hmm. may, maybe maybe it's a much better game now. You never know. Yeah, it's a possibility, right? Yeah. Um yeah, man. Um, let's talk about some news. Let's do it. So, recently, PlayStation and Discord have formed a partnership to bring the Discord platform onto the PlayStation uh, network and allow people to use Discord to chat with each other while gaming. Um, so, some previous context there. Discord was actually looking for some... Some potential buyers, they they set themselves up for sale almost. And it turned out some big-name companies turn, wanted to uh, throw their hat in the ring. So Microsoft was the biggest one that I think uh, came out and it made a lot of sense. But a lot of people were worried that they would take Discord and basically just kill it like they did with Skype. Um, you know, make it super resource-heavy, make you have to like pay subscription, etc. Luckily, they didn't go in that direction. They continued to just be, uh, you know, pub or I guess not really public, but like independent. And um, Twitter was another name that I recall seeing that came out. Um, and I kind of didn't want them to take it because um, Twitter kind of killed other programs like Periscope. They would just buy, you know, smaller companies and then just do nothing with it. Um, but PlayStation partnership with Discord does make sense in a lot of ways. One, um, when you hook up your accounts um, to your Discord account, you can't actually hook up PlayStation. You can hook your Xbox account up. You can hook your uh, your Twitch account, your Steam account, and there's quite a few others. I think GitHub is also an account you can hook up, um, but not PlayStation. So it seems like we're finally able to get PlayStation accounts connected to our Discords. Uh, Discord accounts, as well as have the Discord client natively on PlayStation, which is really exciting. Wow, that is really exciting, honestly, because everybody who plays on uh, PlayStation knows that PlayStation chat is not the business. <laughs> it, yeah, know? it's garbage. Yeah, and and the fact that I have a lot of friends that um, I don't interact with as much anymore because I spend more time playing on, on my PC these days than I do on my PlayStation uh, particularly with Overwatch, um, you know, to know that we could potentially jump into a Discord call, you know, here and there, and it, it would be it would be much easier to do. I think that's cool. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of like PlayStation uh, friends, but they don't really they don't really use Discord because they don't play on PC games. So, so yeah, right. I think yeah. I think there's a lot of potential there. That's exciting. Yeah, likewise. Um, to add a personal note to that too, uh, I had a I, my buddy that I play Apex with, who's based in Japan. He kind of knows what Discord is, but he doesn't. Uh, he can't hear us in um, 
in the game if we if he uses Discord because he has to either like put his computer on and have it blast, but it's gonna have a lot of feedback from his game, so we can't hear our games. Um, and he plays on PlayStation, so you know I think this is exciting news for just PlayStation gamers in general to be able to play with people because there's a lot of cross console games, a lot of cross play that's um, you know that's uh, that's becoming more common among systems. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, like you got games like Apex, uh, Dead by Daylight, and, and you know, console players aren't able to talk to PC players most of the time, as far as chat goes, like you know, typing in chat. So now that there's going to be console players and PC players, uh, particularly just PlayStation and PC players that are able to talk to each other, I think that's going to be really cool, and I hope that this partnership leads to better things. Um, continuing on the PlayStation news, the PS5 sales surpassed 7.8 million so far. Damn. It's a lot of consoles. Good for them. Yeah. Are you going to get one in the future? Yeah, no, I I definitely do. I definitely do want to get one. Um, as far as when, I'm not too sure. Uh, it, it all depends. I feel like uh I feel like there are a few games that I'm looking forward to um that definitely encourage me to want to hop on the PS5 but uh so far um so far I'm content with <laughs> just what I've been playing lately uh but yeah wait you have a PS5 right Jeremy? Oh no, I don't. I don't. Oh, no, not yet. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm it's either I'm going to wait for a really good sale which I'm I'm kind of just like I'm not in a rush to get one, sure. or yeah, same. Yeah, or I'll wait for like a couple years from now when they have the slim model. I'll just get that because um, my the PS5 will not fit in my media cabinet. Like it's way too big. <laughs> yeah, you have all those retro consoles, right? I do, I do. When you come over, <laughs> um, you'll be able to see them and just you know, like look through them and see see what they what what kind of games I have. It's gonna be fun, but. Uh, yeah, I, I need space. I need something smaller. Like it's too big. So I'm probably gonna wait. I'm leaning towards waiting for, uh, the, the the slim or like the the more high tech version of it. Sure. Would do you plan on getting like um the uh the one with the drive the 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 disc drive? That's a great question. If that if the newer model has backwards compatibility with PS4 discs, you know, because there's a chance that the new version might be digital only. Um, yeah. So if it does come with an option to have a disk drive, maybe I'll consider that version. But if not, I'll, I mean, I'm, I'll still have my PS4, so no issue there. Um, but I, I, I would prefer the disk drive just for nostalgia reasons. It's the same reason why I have a, a phone that still has a headphone jack for nostalgia reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I still use it. I still use a headphone jack, so. You know, I didn't get it because I wouldn't use it just to look at it. I got it because I actually do use it. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, uh, a couple more news stories here. So G4 TV is coming back. Did you ever watch G4 TV? All the time, man. That was my show. <laughs> or, Me too. Sorry, my, my, my channel to go to. Um, for me, flipping through the channels, it was, I remember vividly, it was channel 54. 
Maybe it's different for you. I'm not sure. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it was different for me, but, but yeah, yeah, I definitely, I definitely would. When I was, what was it like 2009 ish, 2010, I pretty Mm -hmm. much would just swap between um, G4 and and the travel channel. (laughs) Oh, wow. That that was my personality back then. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's good. Um, You get your, you know, you get your exotic locales and you get your video games. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, I watched a lot of G4 as well growing up. I remember Cheat. I remember Arena. X-Play was one of my favorites as well as uh, uh, Attack of the Show. Of the show. Yeah, yep. Attack of the Show. And then Ninja Warrior. And they also had <laughs> oh, yes, Lost course, for some Warrior. stupid reason. And they also had <laughs> Iron Chef. So... Um, yeah, lost a lot of cops. <laughs> dude, oh my god, this is way too like every time at night when I would flip the G4, it was always cops, and I got so annoyed. I'm like, just play yeah. some reruns of X Play. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember even like having watching like uh, G4 back in like the early 2000s ish um, when I had it for like a minute uh, with um, I remember watching Filter with Diane Mizoda. <laughs> I just wow. thought she was cute, but that was like way back in the day. So, yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah. G four G four has a lot of like nostalgia, st- nostalgic feelings for me when I'm thinking about like, um, you know, Attack of the Show was where where I would see a lot of the the memes that are vi- before before viral memes were really a thing. Like you would just see them play videos that they found on the internet, which were pretty hilarious. Mm-hmm. So, so mm-hmm. yeah, it was a great, ch- it was a great network. Yeah. Um, super sad that it ended, but they announced a revival a couple of years ago, I think. Um, uh-huh. they, so if, so if I'm remembering, remembering my history, right. Um, when G4 started, it was a Pong match. And then when G4 ended, the Pong match kind of just... It was just a Pong match again. And then it played for like several minutes. And then it ended. And then when they announced the revival, it was like a warehouse. And they showed like Pong again. And it was just... It's like, we never left or something. I was like, yo, this is so hype. Because like everything <laughs> came full circle. And... Um, Last Thanksgiving, they had a special with Adam Sessler, Morgan Webb, Kevin Pereira, Olivia Munn, and then some other hosts from other different shows, as well as like former hosts of Attack of the Show and X Play. And they were like, "Yeah, we're having this little reunion, and we're, we're you know this is confirming that we're reviving the network." So, uh, yeah, and um, it's confirmed that Adam Sessler's coming back. Um, right now, they have a YouTube channel. Um, and I think they mentioned that it's going to be a hybrid network. So they're going to have stuff on Twitch that's going to be live. They're going to have stuff on YouTube for like making video content. Um, they're also going to, I think they're doing a TV network as well. I'm not sure how that's going to work, but it seems like they're understanding their audience because, you know, G4 kind of came out at a time when um, people started, you know, using YouTube more and online videos became more and more popular. And I, I personally, I think that, G4 didn't just die from, uh, um, you know, making content about video games, but the content that they were making was becoming more prevalent on YouTube by pe- everyday people. And so these big Hollywood production TV shows that they were making were slowly getting outshadowed by people like Ray William Johnson, um, the, the angry video game nerd, sure. um, stuff like that. 
And um, I think that they're finding a foothold on in this new media platform on YouTube, on Twitch, wherever, where they can reach more audiences and bring back old hosts. So it's not confirmed that Morgan Webb's coming back, but I believe Kevin Pereira and Olivia Munn are confirmed to come back as well and host Attack of the Show. Oh, um, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm surprised Olivia I, Munn, you know, I, I figured she was on to bigger and better things at this point, even though I know I, that. Yeah. I think yeah. so. Like I, I'm not. I'm not 100 certain. Like that. I'm probably wrong, but uh, um, you, you know, you might be right because I mean, I did read a tweet of hers, or was it a? a she just ma- she made a post and she talked about how like G4 was, you know, very instrumental in her, um, in her career, in her acting career, and she uh, was very thankful and and, and is is uh, interested in supporting in in their revival in some way, if they can work out a, um, a deal or something like that, or, or I don't know if she, that's specifically what she said, if they can work out a deal, but, but yeah, like, I'm, you know, it's possible that she, she might, uh, yeah, she might be interested in, in re renewing or redoing, um, attacking the show in some, some form. And that's exciting. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, so recently they announced a new host, um, and, uh, they, in this past few months, they announced Xavier Woods, the wrestler. He's going to be a host. Nice. Um, also, I met that guy. Did I ever, did I ever tell you I met that guy in person one time and I played video games with him? Really? Why? How? <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll tell you later. I'll tell you after this. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's so random. Um, and um, uh, they announced Kasim G. He's an OG YouTuber. Oh, wow. I remember him. Damn. Yeah, right? That's so really fun. Random fact about him. He does a podcast called um, Short Socks? Something like that. Short? I forget. Uh, Short Socks? So- something. But it's with the children, uh, the actors that play the children on The Sopranos. And so they always have these recurring podcast guests who are from The Sopranos. And it's just like Kasim G there just like nodding and shaking his head like, yes, I'm here with these Sopranos people. Like, it's really <laughs> funny. <laughs> um, but uh, he is he's a host on G4. Um, and uh, Pajama Pants. Sorry, I just came back to me. Pajama Pants is the name of the podcast. And it has nothing to do with Sopranos. But it also does because all the actors from Sopranos come on and, and talk about their, their lives post-Sopranos and talk about remembering the Sopranos. But anyways, so we got Xavier Woods, Kasim G, um, Gus Johnson, who's also a, a, a very prevalent YouTuber. And just a few days ago, Code Miko, the streamer, is going to be a host what? for G4. Holy crap. Right? Crazy. <laughs> oh, man. Crazy. So, you know, I think I think the new executives at G4, whoever they are, are realizing that they need to adapt and evolve. And I think they're taking the right steps, you know, to improve the platform and know their audience because they're bringing back Ninja Warrior, X-Play, Attack of the Show. Um, there's, I think there's a few others that I didn't uh, that I don't remember off the top of my head. But, you know, they're they're going to make new shows. They're bringing back old favorites. Maybe these the old hosts like Adam Sessler and Kevin Pereira are probably going to pass the torch on eventually, but right now they're confirmed as hosts coming back, um, to 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 their old podiums to yell about stuff, and it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I am certainly looking forward to this revival. I think the chemistry between the new hosts is going to be great, personally. 
Yeah, dude, that that's got me hyped. I didn't even realize that a lot of that stuff was announced and um and yeah, like I I am a big fan of Code Miko and uh I'm a big fan of wrestling. Um so, you know, I think it's always it's it's cool that uh they have Xavier Woods there. Uh and and even like uh Kasim G his his style of of just humor and um and uh and it's just it's very unique like kind of like a deadpan style almost i just i just think that 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 makes me way more interested um than if say they were just trying to revive the channel and just try to make some some cool hip mtv for gamers like they they used to try to do uh, mm-hmm. because to me it feels more now that they realize like there there is a there is like a um how do you say it? like like they, it seems like they understand like you said the culture of gamers uh more now and the 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 uh just the the tastes for um the the audience now so so yeah i'm <laughs> i'm very i'm very much interested in seeing more of g4 yeah likewise likewise and i think it's going to be better than it was before and I think it will. I think a lot more people who didn't know what it was now know what it is, um, and will appreciate it. Especially the older fans, they'll be like, "Okay, this is what I was missing, and I'm so happy it's back." And people have their jobs back, which is cool too. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. And the last piece of news that I have is there's the whole Epic Apple lawsuit that's going on. Um, we're not going to get it too in, too much into it because, frankly, we both don't know too many details about the lawsuit, nor <laughs> yeah. do we care. Since... <laughs> <laughs> do you have big, an Apple phone? I I do, but but okay. I just uh, just to say, it's like these are two big like companies that have all the money in the world, like technically. So yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, you know. It's hard to care for one or the other, <laughs> right? Because we're just little numbers at the end of the day, you know. Right. Yes. But but uh, yes, I do. I do. I have an iPhone. I've been team okay. iPhone for quite some time. Got it. Nothing wrong with that. I just wanted to know um, if you were going to choose a side, but it sounds like you don't care. So that's perfect for me too, because like I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um. So some information came out, and um, if you guys didn't know, since like 2018, 2019, Epic has been releasing a free game every week. Um, uh-huh. and they still, they're still doing it, but uh, they spent 11.6 million dollars on free games, and they gained five million new followers in return. So they spent a lot of money to get random, like free keys, ran- all these free keys out to give to random new users, old users, etc. And while at the same time we're gaining new gaining a new audience. Uh-huh. I admit I I have cashed in, I sold out. I you know, I I hopped on that free game train. So now I have like over 24 free games on the Epic Game Store, games that I probably would never buy. Um frankly, some that I would buy or some that I already own and I bought them or got them for free simply because they were free. So I am part of the 5 million new users. I, too, am also part of the 5 million new users. <laughs> <laughs> We're, like, admitting something. Right. <laughs> like admitting a crime. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I jumped on when they announced that GTA 5 was going to be for free uh, through Epic Games. 
Nice. And then uh, from that, I got I also got like Remnant from the Ashes, which I spent quite a good amount of time on. So so yeah, no, it it was it was it was worth it, I suppose. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you're you're paying nothing for a game that's like now thirty bucks, right? You're saving a lot of money, right? Um, and you know, some people might tell you, "Oh, you're supporting Epic, like they're a terrible company." But man, at the end of the day, we're supporting a bunch of terrible companies. That's My true. email's Google. This 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 email's Google for <laughs> for uh, for the podcast, and you know, Google does a lot of shady shit too. Everyone's gonna sell your data, so you got to pick and choose your battles. At the end of the day, I'm getting a free game, and that's what all these other five million people said too. And some of them might be hypocrites, but I'm not going to tell you you shouldn't get these free games. I want to be like, hey, you don't want to spend money? Get a free game. It's going to be through Epic, though, so there's that. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, my cousins who wanted the same games, we all hopped on the Epic train. We all got free games. Now we can play together. So that's a good thing that came out of it, I think. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so... That's the only piece of news I wanted to talk about during the that came out from the Epic Apple trial. The rest of it, I don't give a fuck about. Y'all, y'all can settle your rich people shit later on. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So we're winding down the podcast. It's it's been been a good hour. Um, everybody, please, please, please follow DJB. He has now rebranded himself. He's a it's new year new me djb <laughs> yes <laughs> he DJ go ahead B. go ahead please <laughs> djb underscore remix so be sure to catch me at the, uh at twitch.tv again djb underscore remix formerly known as dj Babikahan. uh honestly i just wanted something easier to spell for people you know what i'm saying i gotta, <laughs> gotta be forward mm. thinking so um uh but yeah i, I uh uh, I stream on Mondays and Fridays, and I uh, once the summer comes around, I hope to stream a little bit more than that, but more announcements on that uh, to come soon, so be sure to uh, um, keep checking me out. Uh, and you can also follow me on my socials as well, DJB underscore Remix. Yeah, and links to all his stuff will be in the description of this video. Um, wherever links are able to be clickable, wherever this is hosted, you will find all those links in the description. So please give him a follow. He's on Instagram, Twitter, as he just said, Twitch. Um, and uh, he's active on everything. So please, please, please check him out. He's a really good friend of mine. Uh, really cool guy. Really good gamer. Um, and if you guys want to know more about Yakuza 0 and his experience, please check him out. Do you stream that on Friday still? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, for the time being, it's Fridays at the recording of this podcast. But of course, that could change. So you got to follow his socials, man. You right, got to check him out. Right, right, right. And uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of our audience, DJB, are um, Yakuza fans as well. And that's, I keep mentioning this, but our podcast is kind of based on our uh, Alisa and I's love of Yakuza and Yakuza Zero. So lots of Yakuza fans in our Discord server. Um, people who listen are definitely Yakuza fans. So. Yeah, if you guys want to see DJB play it for the first time, he's still kind of early on in the Yakuza 0 storyline. So, um, And plus, I'm sure most of you have already completed the game, so you won't be lost when you see it. Um, yes, yeah, check just it out, guys. keep in mind you're coming for the, um, the handsome-looking guy and the commentary and not so much the actual gameplay skill because that's not definitely going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> 
We're there for the great skin. Yes. <laughs> the skin regimens. <laughs> uh, but um, so with that being said, if you guys want to follow us, you can uh, reach out to us, contact at downtime.live. That's our email. You can send us a comment or question. Again, that's contact at downtime.live. You can go to our website, www.downtime.live. And you can fill out the contact form by just clicking on the word contact. Um, you can join our Discord where we talk about video games, movies. Um, we talk about TV shows, anime, video game. Oh, I just said video games. But, you know, we talk a lot about video games, uh, video game news. Um, and that link is in the description of this uh, podcast, wherever it is hosted. You can follow us on Twitter. Downtime, Downtime Live is our Twitter handle. Um, we are available on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, YouTube. Um, wherever you can leave a comment, you can post a question there. Leave a comment there. We'll read any of it on the podcast. Um, Apple Podcasts, you can also leave us a review there, and we'll read that on the podcast. Right now, I think we're five out of five, which is great. Um, and uh, yeah, recently just got on Spotify and Google Podcasts, so expanding our horizons a little bit more. Uh, we're able to reach more audiences. So, yeah, please check us out. Leave us comments or questions. We love hearing from you guys. It still makes me happy and warms my heart when we get questions from our audience. Um, I feel like I've, I'm kind of um, pestering the audience a little bit by by forcing you guys to ask us questions on our Discord. And, and I apologize. I just I feel like I, I want us to I want our guests to be uh, uh, to to be asked these these fun little questions, too, because. It's it's awesome. It's awesome hearing from you guys. I, I can't get over that. I can't get enough of that. Um, but DJB, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you being a guest. Yeah, it's been my pleasure, yo. Um, DJB will be back. This is the, at the end of a Marvel movie. You'll see DJB will be back. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be on an upcoming podcast. So um, what that podcast will be is going to be a surprise. Um, and I hope you guys will be there to listen to it when it finally comes out. But... Everybody, thank you so much for listening to Downtime Podcast, episode 164. Have a good night.